On this week's episode of the Learn It Do It podcast, we're going to dive into the problem with the phrase, fake it until you make it. Let's go. All right, guys, welcome back to the Learn It Do It podcast. I'm your host, Pete, joined as always by my lovely wife and co-host, Ree. Hello. And today we're going to talk about the phrase, fake it until you make it, and why it can kind of be a negative thing if you hold on to it uh, for a while. Yeah. So, I mean, the idea of this phrase is something that I think you hear about a lot when you're like starting out in business, right? And it's because you don't really have the experience to back up the whole concept of starting your own business, right? You have to start somewhere. Uh, And so at first you use this term, fake it till you make it, to kind of give yourself the confidence to actually go out there and do it. Right. It lets you puff your chest up a little bit, say, I've done this before and get yourself at least out the door. Because otherwise you probably wouldn't have the confidence to walk out the door. (laughs) It's true. And it also like in the same way helps you build a little bit of courage, right? So you you need that courage to, like you said, kind of go out the door, pull that band-aid and and be in business for yourself. And then you need the confidence to actually be able to sell what it is that you do to a potential customer. And so that fake it till you make it idea can be very, very, very important and very helpful when you're starting out. Right. Another thing that I like to think about when I think about that phrase is that whole idea of like, in order to be successful, you need to act as if you are successful, right? So that fake it till you make it is kind of like you dress the part so that you are the part. (laughs) And I think that can be really helpful. However, (laughs) as we've learned in some hindsight, taking that phrase and using it and not really having an end in mind can create some problems. Right. What happens sometimes is that you start as anything, you just get started and then the days pass and you realize you don't realize that you're holding on to this as part of your identity almost. Right, right. And actually that's that's a huge point, right? So it kind of becomes part of who you are, even if it's not intentional, right? right? So a few of the things that we've outlined that are the problem with this, and we'll dive in a little bit deeper, but just a top level here. First of all, it never ends. There's no point in time where it says, this is the end of the fake it till you make it phase, yeah. right? <laughs> then it starts to breed the imposter syndrome, which we'll talk about. And then third, it it never really allows you to learn or grow if... Right you are always pretending you are successful. Right, the lack of allowing vulnerability into your life is not going to be helpful in the long term. Exactly. So let's dive a little bit deeper. What do we mean by it never ends? Well, let's think about this. Like, if you're saying fake it until you make it, do you have a quantifiable making it? (laughs) Is there a number? Is there an amount of clients? Is there a day? Is there a time? What is this? This where is this space? Right, where's the make it? Um, and I think you know that obviously leads into a lot of things about your business where maybe you're setting goals or you're not setting goals, and so it's not really helping you. But you're right. This idea of fake it till you make it just seems really abstract, right? Yep. I'm gonna fake it until I'm I'm there, and then there is no destination at the end of that. Right. And so it's impossible to achieve that. Right. right. Let's, so let's introduce like this example. So f- for our in our own career here. When we first started our photography studio, we studied photography, we took photos, we were very confident in ourselves, but the second it became a business, we kind of puffed our chest, I gotta gotta fake this until I make it, because I haven't made money before, and I haven't been a professional before, and it got us enough to get out the door, but then what happened? Well, we just never felt like we were 
professional, right? Like, and I know this might sound crazy and there's a lot of people listening that might have even hired us as photographers, but even in hindsight, like we always look back and compared ourselves to other professional photographers that we saw and we never felt like we were, we're not, we're legit. not like that. Like Double we're not legit, legit like they are. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, we're not legit. Like we just take photos and people enjoy the photos we take and we have a whole business around it and like, oh yeah, that's real. But in our heads, it always felt not real right. because we just started out thinking like, we're just going to fake it till we make it and, and figure it out and never right. had an and end in mind. That's why it's a slippery slope is you start faking it to get yourself out the door. We know we got our first 20 or so shoots under our belt, but then when do you, when do you turn that off into your own and when you turn off, fake it till you make it and turn it into your own confidence, into your own internal like growth. Right. Because at some point, fake it till you make it really just breeds the ground for the imposter syndrome to rear its ugly head. Yeah. And once that begins, then it's just it's just a battle. Right. And it's kind of never ending. You're kind of in this hole. So if you're out there and you're not sure what the term imposter syndrome means, basically we just mean that concept that you feel like you aren't valid or good enough um, or real, right. <laughs> right, in what it is that you're doing, and you constantly feel like an imposter. And this is something that maybe you don't know the phrase, but I'm sure as a business owner, we have all felt, right? Like, I'm not as legitimate as this other company that does right. this. Or... That's a very important point. Yeah. The imposter syndrome is not that you're an imposter to your customer. The imposter syndrome is you feel like an imposter to somebody else in your industry. Yeah, actually, you that's a feel huge like point. they're going to be able to see behind your curtain and tell everyone that hey, look, these guys don't know what they're doing and they're not legit and they're 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 scamming you. Right, right, and it feels it's such a a sour feeling to have as a business owner where you constantly feel like you are not enough, that you are not valid, and that you're 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 a liar, right? Like yeah. it just it feels like fake and you know it's ironic because the term is fake it till you make it right, right. And like that's supposed to motivate you and so it does <laughs> you're like ready to go <laughs> but in reality it's just telling you that you're fake and what's incredible is that you can have paying clients who are very happy with the product or service that you've given them and you still go home and you still feel somewhat like you're not legitimate enough right right like and and it's interesting because it's not even there. Usually these feelings are not valid in any way. Right? right. I'm not saying that the imposter syndrome is valid or helpful. It is usually just a negative thing that kind of happens as a business owner for yourself. And I think part of that is because there isn't a lot of structure around the idea of having a business for yourself. Yeah. Right. You have to create that structure for yourself. So I even remember like early on in our business where, you know, we'd have family and friends that were like, that's cute. You've got a business, right? Like, <laughs> you know, they're supportive and nice, but, um, um, it didn't feel real, right? Yeah. It felt very much like Pete and I, uh, we just got playing office, yeah. <laughs> right? And so we felt like imposters, like we were like fake in this business, you know, we'd make a little bit of money and we were just kind of starting out. And it wasn't really until we, you know, grew the business where we were really supporting ourselves financially with it completely that we started to build some of that confidence and realize like we're not imposters. This is a real business, you right. know? And I think when you're starting out that imposter syndrome can really be poisonous to you because you start to doubt yourself all the time. It's hard enough running a business by yourself. Yeah. Um, to have that internal doubt constantly there telling you that you're not real is definitely not helpful. Right. So when you're starting out with this fake it concept and then as you grow, it grows into this imposter concept each new level that you reach in your business or your career, whatever you're trying to get to, that is just exponentially worse if that's your mindset. Right. And now you might work on your mindset, but if that's 
in a sorry, you might work on your mindset in a positive way, but if that's still back in the back of your mind and like the root of what, you know, is happening, it's always going to haunt you. Right. Right. You know, and I think uh, this is something I was actually just uh, looking online and I was uh, seeing somebody talking about how they created an online course, right, to teach somebody how to do something. And they immediately were thrown into the imposter syndrome of, well, who's going to listen to me say right. this, right? And it, and it really struck with me because it's something that we talk about a lot, right? Like, well, why would you take my advice? Like, you know, who am I? You know, I'm not this famous person with all these and, accolades. And too, if you just go online and you type in what you plan to do and you see that there's millions of people doing it and they're doing it very well, you yeah. think, why do I need to be doing this? Exactly. And, uh, you know, the number one thing I like to say in response to that is absolutely no one can be you. Exactly. No one can be you. There's zero competition for who you are. And there is always going to be someone out there that needs to hear your version exactly of what you're your saying. Exactly your version. Exactly. Right? Um, you know, for us, like, there, there have been many people that we have come across over our years of, you know, learning and growing and, you know, trying to build ourselves personally and professionally that we have heard the message exactly the way we needed to hear it. And, like, that was the exact person that we needed to hear it from. Yeah. It didn't mean that we couldn't find the information elsewhere, but none of that matters right. when you find the right person. Right. So don't let imposter syndrome get you down. But moving on from that, right, the unseen kind of issue that we found with the fake it till you make it that I didn't really think about until like looking back on it was the idea that you're never really able to grow if you are always projecting that you know everything or that you're right. successful and you because know, you, you use it. it as a shield, you front, you you use it as a front. You walk into the room, and and I'm Peter Business, and I know everything about Peter Business's business, and <laughs> you know that, and you don't ever want to show that you don't know what you're doing because you feel like that will make a crack in your armor, and then everyone will find out that you are no good at what you're doing, and, and you're an you imposter. You're an imposter, <laughs> and they shouldn't even be here. Right, right, and so it's um, you know, it's that idea of never showing weakness. Like you can never grow if you don't have any weaknesses, right. right? And so this idea that you're actually stunting your ability to make it yeah. <laughs> by pretending that you've already made it because you are not, you know, giving yourselves an opportunity to learn from other people, to, you know, show vulnerability yeah. and, you know, be honest and transparent about who you are and where you are in your business so that you can grow, you will never grow. Like you right. have to fail in order to grow. And that's the important part of growth. Like when it's your growth, because there's, there's some things you can do with fake it till you make it that, that you do end up growing if so facto, but it's not the best way to do it because you still are breeding that imposter syndrome. Yeah. Whereas like, for instance, we'd be in a meeting and someone, a potential client would say, can you do this? And I know that I've never done it or I'm not sure. And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I can do it. And then I'd go home and it'd be this stress, like binge of learning and figuring it out. And, and like, yeah, did I learn how to do that stuff? And did I do it professionally? And did I do a good job? And the client was happy? Yes. I did do that. But, but was the process fun? But at the end of the day, <laughs> my mental like health is like just dying over here. Right, right. And like it feels awful the whole time. And and that means that, you know, if we had done it a different way, right? If we had said, you know, now, like for example, now in our business, if somebody comes to us and asks us to do something that we haven't done before, I am fully confident to say, I haven't done that before. I'm happy to look into it to see if it's something that I can take on or help you find somebody right. that can do that for you. And that is somehow way more full of confidence than the phrase of, of yes, I can do that. I'll figure it yeah. out. Right? Like, and think about how light it feels just mm -hmm. to say, yeah, I can try to figure it out and I've never done it, but I'll look at it and uh, I'll tell you what I think. 
and you're being you're being transparent and it feels good to be transparent it does because when you feel like you're lying even though you're not lying you're just you're you're twisting it a little bit in your favor so you get the job right but that feels so heavy and it bogs you down and, and you create so much stress yeah and and it's so silly because when you're in business for yourself the idea of having stress in your business is actually really silly when you think about it like you don't have a boss standing over you <laughs> saying you have to do this or else you don't have a job, right? right like right. it's just you. So when you're stressed out in your business, it's a good it's... time to say, hey, <laughs> am I being a good boss? What am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> what am I doing here, right? And so, you know, there were things like that where we would do that to ourselves all the time. We would always say like, we'll do it. Uh, we can do that. And we we did, like you said, figure it out. And the client was happy and we learned and and it was good. But the whole process felt miserable. And even when we had done it and done a good job, we still didn't feel confident. Yeah. And and we still felt that imposter syndrome. Well, you still have that ball of stress. Mm -hmm. And the next time you have to do it, even though you've done it now once or twice, but based on the way you learned how to do it, right. based on the circumstances, it was stressful. It was rushed. You you were, you know, you didn't know if you're going to do a good job. Well, now you've done it multiple times, but you still have that lingering you know, the neural nets in your brain are telling you, hey, careful here, right. even though you're like, no, I've done this. I know what I'm doing. Why are we stressing out about this? Yeah. And it feels so good like now to realize that I can be fully transparent and honest with myself and honest with my clients. Like, this is who I am. This is what I do. And this is what I can do for you. And this is what, you know, you should go elsewhere for. And it takes a lot of confidence to do that. But that confidence doesn't come from pretending you have that confidence. Right. And that, that leads me to think that, you know, before when we were in the, that fake it till you make it, we need all this business mindset. That's a real like lack mindset. It is. You you're, you don't want to let any money out the door. You don't want to let it go because you need it. And, and I know it's, in a lot of cases, we as business owners, we have bills to pay. We ha we We need the money. But it's the way you get the money, the way you feel about the money, if you're if you're just going for a cash grab, it's never going to feel good. Right. Whereas you just mentioned now, if I can't do it and I know someone else is better suited, I will just happily refer the business to someone else. Right. Because that makes you have, you, you have a better relationship with the person you're referring to. The, the potential client is now getting exactly what they need and they're happy. And you help them do and it. You help them do it and, and you feel better. Right. Right. So, so it's like a win all the way around. And, you know, we also found that in saying no to those things that we weren't ideal for, we actually made more space for the things that we were ideal yeah. for. And it's really hard to think about that when, like you said, you need clients, you need money, you you feel like you need something to do, right? Yeah. Like there were times in our business where we were like, what I have I do to do today? some work or I'm not a business. Right? Yeah. Like, What's happening? What, what am I? And so I, it, it is hard to get out of that mindset and say to yourself, like, I don't want the business if it's not ideal for me. But when you do take those things off of your plate, you are no longer stressed mm -hmm. with pretending that you have to know how to do something that you right. don't really know how to do. Um, and you have the space to take on the clients that you really want uh, and the work that you really want to do. And that's way more valuable, right? Right. So we learned a ton about fake it till you make it. And, a, and one thing we haven't mentioned yet that I really stuck with me was that faking it is a very external based thing. You're just trying to project a certain uh, persona to everyone else. And therefore, the longer you have this going, the the more that you have to keep up this persona. Right. And each time you reach a different level, you have to then up your level of external persona. So I was thinking about this a lot in terms of just, you know, understanding money management as a business owner and understanding 
how to grow your business in a smart way. And if we're talking about faking it till you make it, well, making it, we're probably talking about something that has to do with finances, right? Like you're trying to get to a certain goal. And the more that you are faking it and putting it out externally, that means the more you're spending to uphold this persona that's not necessarily you. So every time you'd get money, you'd go spend it so that you could show everyone, like, look, I am legit. And the next thing you know, you're spending money on all this stuff you don't really need, all these things that don't really help you in in your actual internal struggle here. But we we find these material items to help uphold our external persona. Right. And and really we're just kind of shooting ourselves in the foot because we're not learning good money management skills. We're not understanding how to actually grow. You're still you still feel so small but your shell has gotten bigger. Right, right. And as you continue to spend on the things that make you look more successful, like you said, it means you level up and then you need to show even more success. And so basically you're building the shell around you that's getting so large that you can never fill it. Right. Like you can never fill it. And then it makes you feel even smaller and smaller. Even and more it, it of an becomes, imposter. Right. Even more of an imposter. And so it does like kind of, you know, exponentially grow on you. And, and you know, it is such a good point. It is such an external thought. And like you said, like, it's not really about your clients because, you know, you can have clients hire you and be happy with you if you're their, the first client (laughs) or, you know, the 400th client, um, that isn't who you're trying to project to. It's really that you're projecting it to your peers. And in reality, that is just a huge reminder that like your peers do not matter in this sense, right? Are, right? They, are, they, are, they, are they hiring you? Are, right. are your peers hiring you? Are they buying your service? Then it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. really matter. And you'll also find like as you grow and are, you know, vulnerable and tell your peers like you don't know something, they are more than willing to often help you learn those things because we are, you know, a family of co-petitors, right? We yeah. all understand the challenges that we're going through as other business owners. And people are often a lot more likely to be kind to you as another business owner than they are judging you. Yeah. Right. And I think, you know, when you're starting out, you're constantly comparing yourself to others. And so, you know, that idea of fake it till you make it can be really helpful to get you out there enough to start. Right. To say, stop learning, you know, not stop learning, but, you know, don't learn forever and never do it. It's time to do it. You have to take action. You have to take action. It's time to do it. It's time to have that first client to be that first, you know, business sense. Right. To get it started. So I want to bring it back to our our journey in a photo studio. Now, mm-hmm. for all of you listening, we still take photos professionally for our company, and we still do that. We just don't have a portrait studio. Um, back in the mid-20-teens, I guess you'd call it, um, we had a portrait studio where we did weddings, photos, videos, Family, families, yeah. all, all, that, all that jazz. Um, and when we started, like we said, we had to kind of just pull the Band-Aid, say, fake it till we make it. We did. We had a portfolio. We obviously had our – we knew our skill – but I remember specifically the first wedding client that came to us. Can you can you tell the story about this? So yeah, so actually our first wedding client that came to us, I obviously didn't want to lie. I didn't want to say, I mean, your wedding is a very, very, very important day. And I wasn't going to pretend that I've done a million weddings before. But I also didn't want it to seem like... I had no idea what I was doing. Right. Right. And so, you know, prior to uh, deciding that we wanted to do weddings, we took a a lot of online courses and we taught ourselves and we, you know, practiced and did all sorts of things to prepare ourselves. But there still needs to be that first wedding. Right. Just like a surgeon has to have the first surgery. (laughs) You know, it happens. Um, And so we had to we had to do something to get that. So I remember talking to that, you know, first client that was coming to us for their wedding and kind of describing, you know, what the process would look like 
like. And the phrase that I used that made me feel very comfortable, confident, and honest at the yeah. same time was, we usually. <laughs> yeah. well, so so as to, you used to say, so what we normally do. Yeah. So what we normally do. And, and that's true. So you should say like on a wedding day, what we normally do is this. Mm -hmm. Now you did mention, you, you know, I've not, I haven't shot weddings yet. We actually had a couple of weddings on the books already yeah. from family friends that, that asked us to do it. And that was going to be our portfolio builder. Yeah. Uh, and this was well before this person's wedding. Yeah. But based on all of our, our education and all of our practice, we knew yeah. what we needed to do. And so you just use the phrase, what we normally do what is normally this, this, do. this. And you explained to them the entire day and you, you did it all with confidence and you ended up booking your first wedding. Yeah. And and like Pete said, I mean, they were our first client. So I was on it was with them. We've never done a wedding before, you know, but this is what we normally do. Yeah. Right. And explained everything in that sense. And so it felt like a phrase that just gave me the confidence I needed to be very honest, but also very clear about how I would run things yeah. um, in my business. And so I really stuck to that. Like, I mean, it's what I used to start out, but I actually continue to use that phrase, you know, even now in my business, because I'm all about setting proper expectations. Right. And that's what it allowed me to do yeah. with confidence. Now, as far as uh, feeling the imposter syndrome as a photographer, um, when we started out, we did a ton of portfolio building shoots for family and friends. We tried all different kinds of styles of photography. But we understood that we needed we needed to hit a benchmark for ourselves to feel better. Right. And we definitely needed like real life experience. Like there's value in taking photos of family and friends, but it's not as uh, real yeah. <laughs> as taking photos of a stranger. Right. <laughs> um, and, you know, we knew we needed that experience. Not only do we need the experience of taking photos, because that's only one part of the process. We also needed to have the experience of booking the shoot and taking those photos and preparing that client for that shoot and then selling the photos to right. them afterwards. And so uh, we did uh, end up setting kind of a goal for ourselves that told us, okay, when this confidence is going to kick Happen, in for right. us, when we were going to feel legit enough to continue to do the business, right? right. <laughs> like, I mean, we're already doing but it, but... <laughs> you know, it's it's a benchmark that you, that's very important for your own mental space. And so we decided that we would set a goal of when we get 50 paid photo shoots, mm -hmm. then we would be... We would ha cut our teeth enough to say, we are experienced. Yeah. And we actually did that in one summer. We did. Um, it was quite a marathon. It was actually <laughs> like in like, yeah, two or three months because summers aren't very long. No, not near New England. So, um, but we did... Um, and... That experience, I mean, I don't feel like you could get that kind of experience anywhere else. So it was definitely very valid for us. And that actually brings me kind of to my next point or kind of to wrap this up is that we wanted to kind of put together, okay, if we're, you know, all employing the idea of fake it till you make it, or if you have before, you kind of have that in the back of your mind, um, knowing that it's helpful for, you know, the confidence and the courage to get started and also to help you, you know, act as if you are successful, right? Like mm -hmm. where, where the uh, outfit of success to be successful kind of thing. Um, that can all be helpful, but there are a few things that we want you to take away as how you can keep the fake it till you make it concept in check so that you can avoid the imposter syndrome, right. the never ending feeling and the, uh, you know, hindrance on learning and growing. Yes. Right. So the first thing is like what we were just talking about, Tell yourself when you've made it, right? Yeah. You need to have <laughs> set a goal. You need to have a goal. You need to have something, and it's it's up to you. Right. It's gonna be it's different a, for everybody. Whether business. it's a monetary account, uh, monetary number, a you know time frame, a an what, amount of clients, an amount of clients, right. whatever whatever it is in your business that makes sense for you. But 
tell yourself that I'm going to reach this goal. I'm going to feel, I will be legitimate and like allow yourself to be legitimate and then be honest with yourself. Right. And then, and then don't worry about, you know, having to put on an air of anything. You are it, right? You have made it. So set yourself that goal. The second thing is make sure that you are taking daily action towards making it. Um, And this is important because I, I think the idea of fake it till you make it, like you said, can kind of get in your head so much where, you're spending more of your time and energy and maybe even your funds (laughs) to project the idea that you are making it um, rather than actually doing the activities that you need to do to be successful. And I can interject here and tell you when we had our photo studio, when we started, you know, we had, we had professional gear, but it wasn't the top of the line gear because that was expensive. We hadn't made money yet, but I, at, at the beginning, I basically spent a bunch of money on gear just so I could feel like I was playing with the big boys. But like those photographers weren't coming with me. They weren't talking to my clients. It made no sense. Right. And your clients spe- didn't care because they only cared about the end result. Right. The clients aren't going to be like, oh, what are the specs on that camera? Can it do how many <laughs> megapixels? It's like they don't care. They're here because they saw the photos that you had taken. They heard, talked to their friend who had their photos taken and they got their um, feedback and they were like, you guys are great. I want to hire you. And they came to us. So get it out of your head that you need to spend your money to look good for your competition peers. Right, right. Strange. And actually, that brings up a really interesting point is that thinking about like where your clients are actually coming from, right? So if your clients are coming from a referral from somebody else, right? So somebody else said, oh, you know, Pete's great. Go work with Pete. Um, Or if they're coming because they saw your work. Right. And they thought this looks great. I want that. And they came to you to work with you, Pete. Well, then none of those other things matter. Right. Like, you know, this idea that like, oh, well, they're going to come to me because I'm wearing a suit. Right. And 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 that's what they want. Well, they didn't know you were wearing a suit because their friend said, call Pete. Right. right. (laughs) That was it. And so there's so many things that are like, as you were saying, you know, the gear. Right. It wasn't because their friend said. Pete's got this really sweet camera. Yeah, he's the only guy with the best camera in town. (laughs) You know, so there's all sorts of silly things that we kind of tell ourselves are, you know, what we need to do to project that success or to be successful. And the reality is that thinking about where, why people are actually coming to you in the first place and where they're coming from really helps you see what's important. Yeah. Right. right. You know, and that it gives you that confidence. Yeah. So that's what you need to focus on are these activities that actually help you make it. Mm-hmm. Focus on your business. Do you have money coming in? Do you have happy clients? That's all that matters. Right. So so stop comparing. Stop letting the imposter syndrome just take over your brain mm-hmm. and focus on what you're doing because you're the only one that can do what you're doing. Right. I love that. And then the last thing is, uh, and this is really cool. We didn't really think about this till later, but find other ways to build confidence for yourself and your Very business. Very important. Very important. So besides the fake it till you make it that gets you out there, right, yeah. doing it, um, find other ways to build confidence. And so this might be, you know, for us, I think for a while, we poured ourselves into learning all the time, right? Yeah. And we still do, kind of do this, right? We are always learning new skills and, you know, finding things that we can improve upon in our business yeah. and then doing that. And so that's a great way to build confidence. Right. But a newer way that we've learned to build confidence um, is getting testimonials from happy clients. Yes. Now we've, we've had clients give us feedback. They'd email us uh, nice feedback or they call us and we get referrals from the, uh, they'd refer their friends and we knew it was there, but um, it's so easy to say, Oh cool. And let it go and not actually like kind of hold on to it and allow it to, to kind of simmer and and allow it to, yeah, allow it to permeate so that it can give you, build the confidence back up on the inside. And, 
it wasn't until recently that we we just said, hey, let's let's just go back and ask our clients uh, for review and see, yeah. you know, just ask them for review for our Google reviews to try to build that online and and see what they say. And it's incredible when people write nice things about your business, your skills, your personality, right. your experience. And it makes you feel like so good that you're just like, yeah, what have I been worrying about this entire time? Right, right. It totally squashes the imposter syndrome, right? Yeah. It totally squashes any idea that you shouldn't feel confident in what you're doing. Like it's so powerful to have a client give you a positive review that there's no there's no better way to get confidence out of yeah. it, right? And so I think, you know, it's something that it's really easy to kind of get in the weeds of your business and be doing the stuff and forget to ask, but it's not only important for, you know, the outward facing of like somebody might read that review and hire you. It is important internally right. for you to hear those reviews and know that you are as good as you want to be yeah. <laughs> and you're already doing it and you're totally, you know, valid in running your business and being who you are and doing right. what you do. Because that comes back to why did you start a business in the first place? Because you feel passionate about your product or service and you feel like you can get out there and help people. And that's, that's what matters. If you're helping people and they're telling you that, well, that's, that is making it. That's, that's everything. Like, so they're paying you, they're telling you you're great. Well, that should give you a lot of confidence and that should hopefully squash any other issues, you know, you might have with your confidence. And, you know, at the end of the day, this is a roller coaster. So there's going to be ups and downs, but as long as you, you keep these things at the forefront of your mind of like working on yourself and whether personal growth, learning in your craft and then just making sure that you're checking in with yourself and keeping yourself on track to the, to grow your business to making it. Yeah, I absolutely love it. So I hope this helps some of you guys, uh, you know, kind of get through that idea of fake it till you make it and combat the imposter syndrome and all those other things. Um, and we're really excited to have this conversation with you today. But before we go, we're very excited because we are bringing a new segment to the podcast. We're switching it up from season one where we used to have an in-person guest because of everything that's happening. We are going to start having uh, voicemails be available. Yeah, so we're really excited. Right now, um, we still want this podcast to very much be about the challenges that business owners like you face each and every day. And so if you're listening and you're thinking of things that you're struggling with or you have other ideas or questions or things that you wish we would cover, we want you to leave us a voicemail. Um, if you head on over to our website, uh, learn it do it dot forward slash podcast. You'll see there is a link there where you can click a button and leave a one minute voicemail explaining the challenge that you're facing in your business, a little bit about you. And we are going to tackle that in an upcoming podcast. Guys, thank you so much for being with us here today. We hope you got a lot of this episode and we can't wait to catch you next time. Take care. Mm -hmm.